0: Welcome to Live Without Borders, a travel and wellness show for expats, the expat curious, and globally minded citizens of the world. We are the travelers, the culturally curious, the experiences and not things kind of people. And we know that freedom is about more than getting on a plane. It's about becoming the most heroic versions of ourselves, which is why on this podcast, you will hear insider travel secrets, inspiring expat stories, and advice on how to live abroad. But you will also hear episodes that will help give you the clarity, focus, and skills you need to create a life that will set your soul on fire. I am your host, Sarah Mikatel, A certified clarity coach trained in the Enneagram, and I first moved abroad on my own at age 18, and I have been permanently enjoying life in Europe since 2010. If you are ready to make some big moves in your life, and want my help moving from someday to seize the day, visit livewithoutborderspodcast.com. All right, travel is back. Or we're getting there anyway. And the rules for flying are frequently changing. I usually like to keep this podcast as timeless as possible, but this is definitely an example of a timely one. So like, what are we supposed to, what do we need to know for flying right now? My guest today is Scott Keyes of Scott's Cheap Flights, and he's got his finger on the pulse of everything that we need to know before we're booking or boarding our next flight. So let's jump into our conversation. Welcome, Scott. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you.
0: So, you founded Scott's Cheap Flights. What is this exactly?
1: Yeah. So, Scott's Cheap Flights is a service where subscribers can sign up and be notified anytime there is an amazing flight deal that popped up out of your home airport. So, let me give you an example. Just a few weeks ago, out of the blue with with no warning or no advance notice whatsoever, cheap flights popped up from all over the US to Japan for as little as $202 round trip. This was on United Airlines. It was with availability all the way through March 2022. I mean, one of the best deals that we've seen all year. But if you didn't happen to be searching from your you know airport on the right uh, dates with the right location at the right time, you would have missed this deal because it, you know, the best deals like this only tend to last a, maybe five, six hours. And so rather than spending 24 seven on Expedia, searching for flights or risk missing out on a once in a lifetime deal. What we do at Scott's Cheap Flights is we monitor deals out of your home airport for you. And as soon as a cheap flight pops up out of your home airport, we're going to find it and we're going to send you an email, make sure you know about it before it disappears.
0: Yeah, and I'm a subscriber of yours. And that's something that I especially like is that customization where I can put in what airport is relevant to me rather than getting a bunch of emails from airports that you know I will probably never fly out of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, er, early on when Scotts Cheap Flights first was just a a, a speck in my eye, just a, a, an idea, you know, something, but I had no technical expertise or no ability to kind of create that customization. That's that's the way it was. And folks in living in Seattle were getting cheap flights sent to them that were departing Miami. And 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 one of the great things now, you know, that Scotts Cheap Flights has been around for oh gosh, over six years with, you know, now 2 million uh, uh, plus members and 40 people on the team means that we're able to give much better customization and personalization than we used to.
0: Yeah. So, well, this must have been an incredible year for you. I'm sure you're probably sick of talking about how a global pandemic uh, affected your travel business. But um, I'm curious about, you know, what was it like for you this year? How did you stay connected to your you know, the people who are following you.
1: Yeah, it was stressful. Let me tell you. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was a horrendous year for so many people. I mean, for, for, for everybody. And on top of that, trying to run a travel company during a global pandemic that is all but shut down travel was um, let's just say it's not something I want to do again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The goal in, you know, from the get go was twofold. One, to be a resource and helpful for our members so that especially early on when so many folks were caught, you know, with, with flight t- uh, reservations and tickets that they weren't going to be able to use, but were struggling to get the refunds that they were owed from airlines, trying to do everything we could to advocate for members to let people know what their rights were to make sure that they were informed about how they can make sure they're getting that that refund uh uh and, and and what they're owed from the airlines. But then second, it was to try to make sure that nobody on the SCF team would either get laid off or have their salary cut. And so, you know, we put into we had a whole big like six-point plan, you know, step one, if need be like, myself and then brian or ceo would would cut our salaries to a dollar and 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 you know step two like leadership team would would take a pay cut we're we're all trying to pull out all the stops possible to avoid having to lay anybody off because look i approached all this not as a businessman, not as an entrepreneur i approach all this as somebody who never intended to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. who's really frankly kind of um i don't know very like uh uh very, very just squishy. I just love people. I just want to be able to help everybody out. And the idea of having to like let somebody go, I mean, it was just like gut-wrenching. It would keep me up at night. And so this mm-hmm. is why our goal from the beginning was let's do everything we can to make sure we don't have to have any layoffs. And it was so, so gratifying to say that we were able to make it through the pandemic without having to do any layoffs, without having to do any pay cuts, you know, that we're able to protect everybody's job and make sure that people who were relying on SCF to put food on the table could continue to do so. And now, you know, with travel rebounding again, with folks really excited to get out and and travel again, uh, just seeing the upswing is so fun and exciting, not just as a, from a business side, but also just from a human side. You know, it's all, like in the same way that we all get so much joy from seeing people's vaccine selfies. That's yeah. the joy that I'm feeling, seeing people's vacation selfies again, seeing folks posting those pictures on the beach and cocktails and everything. And it's like, ah, yes, you know, this is wonderful. Nature's healing. We're all getting back to the things that we love to do.
0: Yes, I'm loving seeing all of this as well. So, yeah, it sounds like things are opening back up. People are getting excited about their trips and like you've got your finger on the pulse of all of this. So what's the vibe right now? What are you seeing from people? Are people like going to your site a lot more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're seeing a huge Rebound in the number of people traveling in a few ways. I mean, you're seeing record high numbers for travelers since the pandemic began this past Sunday. We saw one, uh, just about 1.9 million people get on a flight in the U S, which again is not only the highest it's been since March of 2020, but was only down about 10% from the same date in 2019. So we're getting, you know, a lot of that pent up demand for travels getting released. You're seeing it in the flight search data. Uh, the number of people searching for flights is not only higher than it was right now pre-pandemic um, in, for many destinations it's not even close. I mean it, it's uh for if you're searching for flights to, uh, if you look at, you know, f- flight searches to Hawaii or Mexico or Jamaica, they're not only higher than it was the same date two years ago, it's like 50% higher in many cases. So wow. I think you're going to see a, a real kind of continued surge, especially going into this summer. I would expect planes to be very full. I would expect destinations to be very full as everybody sort of get ba- gets back to, to traveling and doing those, uh, uh, sort of wonderful trips and exciting vacations that we all um, had to kind of put on hold for a little while.
0: So what should we know about flying now regulation wise? I know this is like changing by the moment, Mm -hmm. but like, I just saw something where I think if you are flying internationally, if you go back to the US, now they're only requiring to have a um, like at home test or something like COVID test or something. Yeah.
1: So here's what you need to know for domestic travel, if you're traveling to 49 states, there's uh, you don't need to have any sort of uh, uh, documentation or testing or, or or show your vaccine card or anything. Uh, it's ba- it's exactly as it was pre pandemic. If you're traveling to Hawaii right now, right now all travelers need a negative test before uh flying to Hawaii pretty at some point in the summer, likely in the beginning of July, uh, vaccinated travelers will be exempt from that requirement. But that's the one place right now where where uh, uh among the 50 states where you have to do something differently than you had done pre-pandemic. For international travel, it's a real kind of patchwork. So there are um basically four groups of countries. There are places you can visit where there's no requirements whatsoever um, you know, Mexico, Costa Rica, Dominican Republic, where you can get on a plane this afternoon. You don't need a negative test. You don't need to show proof of vaccination. Um, there are a larger group of countries where, uh, a negative test is required, especially throughout, uh, Latin America, the Caribbean, Africa, there are, um, an increasing number of countries where you can, where you are exempt from any requirements if you have been vaccinated. So places like Iceland and Belize and, and big swaths of Europe now, Greece, uh, uh Croatia, pretty soon Spain and France and Malta, uh, Italy, you are exempt if you have uh, been, if you can show proof of vaccination. And then there is a dwindling number of countries where you still can't travel right now as a tour. So that's mostly the Asia Pacific region, Japan, you know, Thailand, Australia, New Zealand, places like that. You, but you make a good point that for all, uh, international trips right now, uh, even if you've been vaccinated, you're required right now to show a negative test before flying back to the U S uh, this has been in place basically for, for four months since Biden took office. The, um, Good news is that just in the past week or two, they expanded the eligibility to say that, uh, a rapid test that you get, you know, over the counter at, at, at Walgreens or whatever is accepted as proof of a negative test returned to the U.S. You just have to, it just has to be proctored by, um, a medical professional over like a telemedicine visit. So, you know, you can, uh, uh, through your you know, doctor, or your healthcare provider, you can just set up a quick You know, Zoom call where they're watching you take this, this rapid test, seeing the results and then, uh, you know, giving it their seal of approval. So it's made it a lot easier, but especially if you're traveling to places like Mexico or the Dominican Republic, almost all of the uh, resorts that cater, especially to American travelers, have their own setup, like complimentary testing sites because they want to make it as easy as possible for people for americans to travel there knowing that they'll need this negative test to come back the last thing i'll say on this is that um i would expect uh sometime soon vaccinated americans will become ex- will get exempted from this negative test requirement for returning to the u.s don't know exactly when this is not inside information or anything yeah. uh, i just would expect that, that that that'll happen uh at some point in the not too distant future
0: And so you mentioned like proof of vaccination. Are vaccine passports going to be a real thing or are we just going to like, I got my first vaccine and I got a sort of like business card like thing and they put a stamp on it for the first one. And then when I go back, I'll get like a second stamp. Do you expect that's just what I'll be showing as my proof? Okay. Yep,
1: exactly. That's going to be, you know, that little white CDC card um, is what you're going to have uh, uh, be Required to show in in, in some cases, you'll be required to show it just in, in order to be able to visit. So if you, uh, and, and, you know, bypass any mandatory quarantine. So right now, for instance, if you wanted to go to Iceland, um, if you have not been vaccinated, you need to, uh, undergo a mandatory quarantine when you arrive. But if you have been vaccinated, you just show that white CDC card and you're exempted from the mandatory quarantine. If you want to travel to Greece, you either need to bring a negative test or you need to show that proof of vaccination. And so in most cases... It's uh less of a uh, blockade and more of a fast lane for folks who have been vaccinated. you know you're just exempted from certain requirements. you can be on the on, on the fast lane. you can go in uh, quicker and easier. But at least for for travel to Europe, Initially, it seems like there will be a number of countries uh, initially where the only Americans who are let in, again, at least for the first few weeks or first month or so, will be folks who have been fully vaccinated. The one exception there is for uh, kids who, especially for kids who are not uh, old enough to be eligible for a vaccine, if they're traveling with their vaccinated parents, they'll be welcomed in. They just might have to bring a negative test.
0: Yeah. And and I actually live in England. So for me, my information is like going back to the US and then getting back to the UK. Um, mm. So this is all like great information, Scott. And I'm hearing a lot of people say that, oh, I missed my opportunity to get cheap flights when they were like super cheap during the pandemic. And now prices are normal again. So how would you respond to that?
1: Mm. Oh, no, please do not tell yourself that because look, th- you're not going to get cheap flights if you don't think they can exist. The mistake that a lot of folks make, so we real, you know, a lot of folks woke up during the pandemic to just how cheap flights were. It became very widely sort of understood, very widely seen. But what a lot of folks missed was just how cheap flights were before the pandemic. Uh, you know, that, that the pandemic didn't cause cheap flights. The pandemic illuminated cheap flights. We have been living in what I call the golden age of cheap flights, and we've been living in it since about 2015. It has never been cheaper to fly as it has been for the past half decade. And the factors that caused Flights to get so cheap and for cheap flights to be so uh, plentiful are going to continue to be in place coming out of the pandemic. You know, namely that 40 years ago it used to be that the airlines relied almost exclusively on economy airfares to fund their their operations. Nowadays. They have so many streams of revenue from, you know, selling uh frequent flyer miles and credit cards and selling premium seats, you know, business class, first class selling uh, cargo and corporate contracts, all these sources of revenue that make it so that your economy airfare just doesn't matter to airlines in nearly the way it used to. And so what I say is like, look, for all the people who are worried that a that a uh, surge in travel demand means that we're going to return to pre-COVID airfares. Well, we should be so lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were the, the the types of fares that we were seeing in 2019 were just unbelievable. You know, regularly transatlantic flights for 300 bucks round trip. You know, flights to Japan for 400 bucks round trip. Um, uh, you know, flights to Hawaii for 350 round trip, sometimes lowered from the West Coast, and we're still seeing. Tons of those deals every single day, you know, I, I, like just looking at the I, literally just today, as, as, as we're talking, um, we found flights from, uh, you know, all over the U.S. to Paris for 450 bucks round trip, flights down to Argentina for 533 bucks round trip, flights to, gosh, uh, you know, Greece for, for uh, 523 bucks round trip from all over the US, including over the summer. I would I, The availability of cheap flights is absolutely going to continue. Uh, so don't lull yourself into this false narrative that, oh, flights are expensive now. And so I'm just going to have to overpay for my next trip.
0: Great news. We can still find amazing travel deals. It wasn't just because of the pandemic that we were seeing amazing flights. We can always get amazing flights. And if you want to find out how, then follow or subscribe to this podcast because in the next episode, Scott is sharing all of his travel secrets on how to find the cheapest airfare and accommodation. You don't want to miss it. And if you would like my help taking bold action on your own dreams, like living abroad, changing careers and other life transitions, visit livewithoutborderspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful week wherever you are.